Hi and welcome everyone to the 73rd episode of Serum Rocks. This is Marcus Alanson and today's podcast will be about Dynamics 365 AI and with me today I have Nick Fratello from Microsoft. Nick Fratello has 20 plus years of experience in technology-enabled services, sales operation and business management within successful IPO startups and Fortune 100 technology companies. He has led business development, technology delivery and client engagement functions in complex sales environments at sales networks. Welcome, Nick. Hey, thank you, Marcus. Great to be here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. We just had a fresh snowstorm here in Boston and it's uh, we're all counting the days down to, to spring. Serum is all about managing a good customer relationship. So what's a good customer relationship to you? Uh, actually, just a couple hours ago, I was reminded of what a good customer relationship uh, experience should be. And we had an issue with one of our cars and the service technician was able to see everything that we had done to the car and eventually called back and waived a very large service fee based upon our warranty. So it was great that it took a little bit of time, but we got an excellent result because, you know, at first they told us it was going to be, uh, you know, uh, a huge cost. And then they came back and said, nope, this should be covered under warranty. So just a, a fresh example that was probably about an hour or two. And it was nice that the person could look at our history and see everything that we had from a loyalty to that car dealership. And eventually we got a, a better result. So I would say that's a, a good example of you know, customer experience. Who are your customers? So my role at Microsoft, I am a field-facing pre-sales technology solutions professional. So some people say that's kind of a, a sales engineer. And I, I really, I represent Microsoft's business applications to roughly around 450 or so customers throughout the, the Northeast United States. So our customers range in everything from retail, financial services, construction, uh, manufacturing, high-tech and media. Uh, there's a wealth of a variety of industries within the, the Northeast United States. And it's, uh, it's nice because every conversation with a customer could potentially be different than the, than the previous. What is it that you do? So what do I do? It's, it's a good question. The way that I describe it is really educating Microsoft's customers as to how to achieve their business outcomes, leveraging Microsoft's vast portfolio of solutions. Um, I specialize in our business applications, which are Dynamics 365, the Power Platform, which consists of Power Apps, Power BI, Microsoft Flow. Um, but as you know, Dynamics 365 really is in its own a, a really broad, strong suite, ranging from sales, service, marketing, uh, incorporating IoT and Azure, but also AI as well as analytics. So when we have customer conversations, our first job is to really to listen and to understand what are their top focus areas and what are some of their, their biggest pain points. Because the way that I look at my role is to, to understand what are those objectives and then how can we apply 
you know, Microsoft's vast tool sets to help achieve that solution, but also drive business outcomes that help move their business forward. So every day is, uh, is entrepreneurial, it's dynamic, and it's, uh, it's exciting because Microsoft has the best story in the world and we've got the best customers and the best tools to help them you know, achieve more. So it's, uh, it's an exciting time. If we look at AI then, what's, an, what's AI from a general point of view? Yeah, um, AI, it really depends on what context you're coming from. And again, it comes back to what problems you're interested in solving, right? If, if we're having a conversation with a vice president of customer care, there's certain things that Microsoft can do with that AI portfolio uh, within Microsoft Dynamics 365 or Azure Cognitive Services or within Microsoft Power BI or Power Apps that we can apply that machine learning or those cognitive services to understand vision and translation and to really help them from, you know, let's say a customer service perspective or a sales perspective, or even in finance and HR, how do you use those analytics to detect patterns or to understand, you know, the best portfolio for what customers you might want to bring into the organization. So. It's just, it's an exciting time within Microsoft and, and AI. Um, you know, as you know, Microsoft research has been around for more than 25 years and Microsoft AI has been a, a cutting edge factor in all of the products that Microsoft is bringing to market. So it's wonderful that we've got a, a excellent position, but most of what, you know, to come back to your question, most of what I do is educate and listen around here is what the solutions are capable of and then aligning that with customers you know biggest challenges and helping them solve those problems and, and drive desired business outcomes if we go to dynamics 365 there the ai part is grouped into three different groups it's ai for sales ai for customer service insights and ai for marketing insights if we start with ai for sales then that is again, in two buckets then, for sellers and for sales managers. The, the first one there, there's a lot in here, but can we try from the top and and talk a little bit about each and every one of them? Like uh, relationship analytics. Uh, this point alone is pretty big. Can can you describe to me a little bit what's, what's inside there? Yeah, so Microsoft Relationship Analytics is taking all of the signals and awareness of the interactions that you have throughout Microsoft's graph. And that graph can ingest data from the uh, interactions that you have in your calendar through the exchange connectivity within Dynamics 365. You can also combine the, the signal of relationships that we have from Microsoft's LinkedIn and our relationship sales solution. And then you can also combine you know, additional signal to understand what might potentially be the next best action for that relationship and to be able to uh, understand who knows who and what are the, the frequency of interactions. So if you and I are, are on the same team and let's say 
you have a very strong relationship with Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella, and I am preparing for a meeting, I might be able to see that Marcus has a great relationship and uh, Satya opens up your emails frequently. And maybe just yesterday, you had a conversation. And because of those signals in the machine learning and the ability to harness all of that within the Microsoft graph, sellers and marketers and colleagues are really empowered to be able to have better insights so that I could, let's say, maybe reach out to you and say, Marcus, hey, it looks like you've got a, a great relationship and it's really strong with Satya. Do you mind mentioning you know, this product or could you, you know, ask for an introduction through LinkedIn and our Microsoft relationship sales? So that's really where the, the relationship analytics comes into play. And it's very powerful from a, a sales customer service, as well as a, you know, potential uh, marketing to be able to, you know, impact, you know, your, your daily cadence. And it, it displays itself as, as recommendations and as factors on, let's say, opportunity. Is this opportunity going up or going down in this relationship strength, right? Yeah, that's that's critical. And, and thank you for bringing it up. Um, yeah, that relationship health, you know, again, you're taking all of the, the signals and understanding, you know, if if Marcus is doing a consulting engagement or has a quote to do a marketing engagement at a company, but yet nobody has emailed anybody from that company or received an email from that company that might be at jeopardy to, you know, in your sales forecast. Right. So the health of that relationship, taking in, you know, the frequency, the duration, the response rate, all of the analytics and basically giving it a, a score and, you know, whether it's red, yellow or green to understand what that health is. And so from a, a sales representative or a sales manager position, you can see, OK, I need to work on the opportunities that might not be on track to succeed and maybe apply additional resources or maybe swarm some additional executives to understand, hey, we need some additional attention here. So it can act as a early warning system and getting back to Microsoft AI, it's using those that pattern recognition and that machine learning to determine, you know, based upon this projection or this predicted course of events, we don't see, you know, we don't see this deal closing. So therefore, you might want to, you know, surface up additional activities and, you know, spend some additional time on it. So it's, you know, the relationship health for driving sales is uh, is critical. Um, so it has scenarios where it is like we're delayed in our response. That sort of their response is pretty fast, but our response is really slow so we can work something with that or vice versa that we're really fast but they seem hesitant because they respond in like two days or something for Agreed. this particular yeah. opportunity then yeah so imagine working on the the final days of a contract and you know especially you know if you're collaborating on a project or working to close a deal with somebody even internally, you know, if if you and I, in preparation for today's episode, we exchanged emails and the rate by which we're 
returning those emails show how focused we are on something. And so applying that to closing a sales opportunity, if we don't hear back from, let's say, the, the vice president of finance or some of the key decision makers, right, those could be you know, red flags that sales management would want to know about early and often to be able to keep that deal back on track. So based upon that machine learning, you can get things back on track and help drive better outcomes uh, inevitably close more deals. Yeah, and it helps us prioritize deals as well, right? So we can focus yep. on the ones that closest or easiest to cl close. Yeah, I agree, because sometimes it's not the ones that you have the best relationship with that you want to focus on. It's the ones that might be at jeopardy, right? Because if you can turn something that has a low probability of closing into medium and medium into high, that's where you're starting to really, you know, drive business impact, you know, because mo so many customers would have customers and opportunities that they continuously do business with and don't require, you know, as much effort as the opportunities that, you know, might be slipping because of the relationship or lack of value, or maybe we didn't get back to them. And so those signals to be able to quickly detect where we should be spending our time, that's where Dynamics 365 and relationship analytics and basically the, the portfolio of business applications can really help save time, drive that impact. And it has to do with leveraging Microsoft's massive data estate of signals of intelligence coming from Office 365 and empowering that within Dynamics 365 and LinkedIn Microsoft Relationship Sales. So it's it's a one-two punch, but it's it's unique to Microsoft. And when we educate and show that to customers, it's extremely powerful. And if we looked at predictive lead and opportunity scoring, that's a little bit different, but in the same realm, right? Yeah, that's true. So taking that same signal of how often a prospect is landing on your marketing page or opening up your, uh, your emails or consuming your, your marketing engagements, those are excellent signals that can help determine how, how likely they are to you know, do business with your organization. So if you know, if you're purchasing a new car or looking to book a hotel room, the signals and intelligence coming from the, the open rates, the consumption of events and webinars, that helps to feed again into that scoring that could be used for converting leads into opportunities. But this is based on my data, so I have to train it on something to get going uh, with this one, right? So it's more specific with sort of, okay, this is the lead that I didn't qualify or the opportunities that I lost. And this is the leads that I did qualify to opportunities. And this is the opportunities that I did win. So it has to have some data to train on as well. Yeah, you're right. And you can, you can align different scoring to different elements. So you know, if, if you have a strong propensity to do webinars at your company, and maybe if somebody is on a webinar, maybe you want to assign them a certain point value, 
but maybe if they're just opening up one email, it's a smaller point value. So you can take that aggregate combination and the summation of all of those different events through different channels, and then tally that up to create you know, lead scoring models. And those lead scoring models, once they hit a specific threshold, whether it's 100 point value or like a 500 point value, then that lead would then be warm enough and mature enough and nurtured enough to be able to be advanced to a, a, a seller to close that or to follow up in person, right? Because you want to you know, educate and nurture, but then you also want to follow up with you know, leads that have shown and demonstrated you know, a desire to buy. If we look at this lead and opportunity scoring here, there's also this details that I can look on on the lead and opportunity scoring. That's sort of a score and the reasons why. And this is really important for me because then I can sort of get more help. Also, this is what's important for you and this is why you have your grade here and perhaps you're lacking that in some other parts. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're referring to the a little bit of the scoring and when it when Dynamics 365 gives you an articulation for here's why those scoring values can be modified by an administrator and it complements the ability to train that machine learning and that model and empower a business analyst or a a CRM administrator to be able to say, I want to associate or assign these values to these types of activities. And that's where it can say, "Here here is the formula because your company might value leads in a specific manner that might be different than another company and how they value leads and that scoring model. So it's powerful enough to be able to train those models and to be able to provide you know, administrative uh, input, but you don't have to be a data scientist or you know, a CRM configurator to be able to administer it, which is really nice. And it can be automated as well. So it can be, oh, well, it's very old and we found patterns that the very old one that's still active those aren't really as valuable as they used to be because they sort of decay over time if you don't close them fast enough yeah that's true right the the person that is engaging your organization most frequently and you know doing the right activity those are the right buying signals and to a salesperson or you know your management those are the things that you want to you know take advantage of you know you want to strike while the iron is hot and someone you know just landed on your website or just opened up your email or registered for an event and the ability to capitalize on those signals through workflow and the auto assistant that's where those signals of, of intention are really what differentiates Microsoft's business applications. And it's to a seller, that's, there's no better, no better tool set than someone just opened up your email or landed on your website. 
that's a perfect time to call and to provide additional value and to convert someone's interest into, you know, a sale. Have you ever noticed someone being a little bit uncanny with that? Okay, did you know I was on your site? Did you know I opened up the email? How come you know those things? Have you ever encountered that type of reaction? I've I've encountered it as a consumer um, outside of you know demonstrating Dynamics 365 and and LinkedIn, um, but I I almost expect that right if if I've registered on someone's website and expressed interest, uh, you know I anticipate that within 15 or 20 minutes I would receive a thank you or some type of uh, some type of notification. And if not, then I feel it's, you know, they, they don't have the systems in place. Notes analysis. So this is where we enter the notes into system and it suggests actions back to us based on the notes that we have written. So can you talk to me a little bit about what this is? Yeah, so the notes analysis or the text analytics when a you know, a, a seller or someone using Dynamics 365 might leave a note uh, with regards to, you know, I spoke with Marcus and he asked me to follow up next Thursday with regards to registering for, you know, the business application summit, right? So if I put that note against Marcus's record, and if I don't perform, let's say an action by next Thursday, my auto assistant within Dynamics 365 is smart enough to proactively remind me because it's using text analytics to parse out the actions and timing of those desired actions in reminding me. So it can understand the intention of what I was being asked to do from a task perspective. So that's following up with Marcus on a specific date with regards to a specific topic. And as a seller, that's extremely valuable because I can leave a, a voice dictation or I can type something into my comment and then be reminded of it a couple days from now and not let things fall through the cracks. So that text analytics, uh, again, which is using Microsoft's Azure text analytics and the capabilities to determine that sentiment um, within Dynamic 365, is incredibly valuable from a time savings uh, perspective for sellers or customer service or really anybody that's using Dynamics 365. And it, it's a time saver, but it also helps to drive you know, better satisfaction because you as Marcus are going to receive that follow-up based upon the commitment that I told you I would do so. Is this based on the new timeline only or does it apply to notes on different places as well? Uh, it's a good question. So is it just within the timeline or just notes throughout? It might be just within the timeline, but I would have to confirm. I think it's, I think it's within the timeline because Dynamics 365 and that sentiment detection, it might be coming from email as well as notes, um, as well as that timeline. So I want to say it's, it's within every place that you're writing and saving a proper note against a, an entity's comment or a, a note field, but it's also coming in from 
email as well as the timeline as well as comments against a specific entity because i i've seen on the docs that they have these images from the timeline where there is you enter this note uh, call deborah in the future pricing and and schedule a meeting to discuss the deal and then it's sort of okay based on that that you've entered in a timeline it's it's should i create the appointment now and then you sort of edit and create and then it's the appointment yep. for the future is created for you regarding whatever you mentioned there as, as well as phone calls and and stuff like that so that's why i wondered yeah it's a good point of clarification because i think the synchronization of email could be different than the triggering of the auto assistant within the, the comment field. And so there's, I think there's, there's multiple things going on uh, from a detection of activity and action, but the auto assistant uh, is looking at, you know, exchange as well as Dynamics 365. And then the relationship analytics could also be looking at not only the comments, but you could also be bringing in additional text from outside of dynamics as well but i would say yeah docs the docs.microsoft.com support site is is the best place for all the the documentation and the specifics of it and if we continue to talking points that's definitely connected to other parts because as i get it it's picking up non-business related areas that you can start the conversation with such as uh, vacations families and, uh, and other stuff can you talk to me a little bit about that yeah talking points is very exciting um, as you mentioned it will give you things to mention in interacting with that record or that person um, because Dynamics 365 has deep integrations with LinkedIn and Sales Navigator, if I'm preparing for a meeting with Marcus, it's going to suggest here are things that might be relevant to your conversation. So whether it's mutual relationships or let's say maybe it's a common alma mater, but it's going to take it even further and know what type of areas we've talked about in the in the past, whether it be, you know, sports related or family related, um, you know, so it can help remind me here are the topics that Marcus and I have in common, and to be able to create those icebreakers and those talking points, and you know, to an executive that might be, you know, interacting with multiple people on multiple different relationships and geographies. That's an, a, a tremendous time saver. And again, it's taking those signals of LinkedIn and combining it with the record that you have within Dynamics 365 to really marry that for a complete picture and to be able to accelerate that relationship in, in ways that you can't if you don't have LinkedIn and Office 365 and Dynamics 365. So it really highlights that better together combination of Microsoft's graph to accelerate that relationship. Uh, and it's, it's excellent. And I think it's good also because people buy from people. And when you get that personal touch, that's when people get that uh, confidence in you. So they're more easily persuaded, but they notice that you've, you, you, you care for them. Yeah, yeah, you've you've paid attention. You've demonstrated that you've you've listened. That 
you know, the interactions that you might have had two months ago, they they still remember it. And I, I've always been a note taker. I think my my mother ingrained that in me long time ago. The to write down notes so that you know you have them, and you know it, that's that's really what kind of brought me into the world of CRM. Is you know from a business perspective, taking down that you know those notes and triangulate them for value. Like that's that's what CRM is at the at the core of it. And now we're just taking that to a whole nother level. And you're right. It it has to do with you know showing empathy and being a, a listener, and then sh- you know showing that you care. And for some people, if you have a great memory, excellent. But I tend to even in my phone, I I write down notes on you know if I go to a restaurant, I might write down here is what I had. And actually, a great example. I was just in Bellevue, Washington, and I looked up the restaurant Din Tai Fung. And I could tell you the date and exactly what I had. And it was exactly two years ago that I was there. And when I had the opportunity to get there again, I went straight there and I knew exactly what I had because I I created a note in my phone under the contact record for that restaurant. And uh, I almost, you know, I, I laughed at myself, but, you know, it comes down to, you know, information and having that at your at your fingertips. And that brings us to who knows whom. We talked a little bit about that earlier when you suggested I, I actually did know such a Nadella and that's sort of my dream come true. But either way, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's powerful as well. Can you discuss that a little bit? Yeah, I think who knows whom gives you a an understanding of the, the peers that you have within your organization and it can give you a, a strength gauge of how often Marcus is interacting with Sachin Adela or Amy Hood or Brad Smith or somebody that you might be interested in and having a, a connection with from a business perspective and giving you a, a temperature gauge of is it strong? Is it weak? What's the frequency? What's the the response from that person's email address to your colleague's email address. So it's really giving that that meter by which the the strength of relationship you can you can gauge. And then if I'm going to if I as a colleague of Marcus's want to reach out to someone within your network, I can quickly see what is the the strength of that relationship so that maybe Marcus doesn't have a strong relationship with Amy Hood, but Marcus has an excellent relationship with Satya Nadella. So I should, you know, potentially ask for an introduction, um, you know, based upon that strength of relationship. And that's the, the who knows whom. And it's, it's very powerful. We've gone through a long list here, but relationship assistant isn't in the docs documented under AI for sales, but it seems like if you go in the AI for sales in the in the actual dynamics, then it is there. Can you sort of, is it hard to define what's AI and what's not, or is it just from an, okay, here's what's the availability is like? Yeah, it's, it's good to clarify. Um, so AI and 
machine learning and next best action and predictive capabilities have been in the Dynamics 365 product for over two years. And with the addition of additional services, there's three. So Dynamics 365 AI for sales, AI for customer service, and AI for market insights. Those are in addition to what's available in the core Dynamics 365 product. And so those services can actually be sold to and provide value to competitive platforms. So even though you might run Dynamics 365 in your organization and you're using some of the the predictive capabilities that we've talked about, like the auto assistant or relationship analytics, the ability to layer on an additional set of predictive and machine learning, that's where Dynamics 365 AI for sales and AI for customer service and AI for market insights comes into play. And I mentioned the the competitive platforms because Microsoft realizes that our AI technology is, is can provide value outside of Microsoft's ecosystem. So if you're running a competitive CRM product, you could still use AI for sales and ingest and to be able to look at the signals of what's going on to be understanding of here are sales reps that might need uh, assistance or looking at trends and understanding the early warning detectors. So those three recently announced and available solutions, AI for sales, AI for customer service and market insights um, are additional on top of Dynamics 365 because it's leveraging additional cognitive services and horsepower, if you will, outside of the Dynamics 365 engine. But when you marry that with the core Dynamics 365 offering, it is a very powerful one-two punch. And again, it's, you know, AI and different companies have different needs. So you might be fine with the predictive and the assistant based in the intelligence in the core Dynamics 365 product. But there might be another enterprise that wants to leverage that at scale and to, go, and to go deeper. And that's where Dynamics 365 AI for sales or customer service comes into play. Does that make sense that they're, they're separate and not one size fits all? It does make sense. But do you call these AI offerings applications just as the sales, the customer service, field service applications are called applications or do you call them solutions rather than applications then i i call them services so i would look at it as dynamics 365 ai for sales is an additional service that you can turn on and really extract even further value inside your your crm application right so think about it as you know as an AI booster, just like in your internet connection, you can have you know certain you know, caliber of services. This is a even more robust AI solution, and because of everything that goes in it, that's where you know an organization might want to take advantage of. So I think of it as as, a, as an additional services. 
because really you're you're consuming a tremendous amount of of Azure cognitive services, machine learning, predictive, machine translation, pattern recognition. So it's really it's it's consuming an additional layer of of Azure horsepower that a smaller organization may or may not want to take advantage of or they might because it's going to give them an advantage as if they were a bigger enterprise. Uh, that's right. If we try to go back to AI for sales, then we haven't even started with the for sales manager part here. And here we have this super cool call intelligence that we haven't even started with. So this is really fun one for me. Could you explain this for me? Yeah, so the the aspect for a, a sales manager to be able to understand, you know, what's the performance of the sales reps that they uh, manage is one capability. And I think earlier I had mentioned to you a demonstration of what's now available in public preview, which is consuming the sentiment analysis of the interactions. So imagine being a sales manager and to be able to determine here is where the interactions are positive and negative, you know, whether it's in a call center or if it's in language going back and forth with a prospect for sales, you know, how is it trending? Is it trending on a positive direction or do we need to correctively look at here's, you know, here's some additional relationship to be able to bring that back on track, right? So again, you're looking at that sentiment analysis and weaving it into understanding all the transactions and engagements that's happening so that you can drive better business outcomes. So this is the business report and the team report for the sales manager then? That's correct, yeah. So you really have two audiences with the AI for sales. You've got the empowering of a sales manager and then you have how can it help the individual sales rep? Because the you know the signals might be different. However, the the overall picture you want to collectively drive to closing more deals or working on making your customers more satisfied with your. And this has a bit of a Power BI built into it, where you can ask this natural language questions to Power BI and get the response back. So. What's the opportunity amount based on sales rep? And then it will create that report for you and, and show it to a graph and, and there you go. Yeah, it's if you're not familiar with the natural language query capabilities of Microsoft Power BI, essentially you can speak and ask for, show me all sales opportunities within you know, New York state for this specific product or very similar to how you might speak to, you know, a voice assistant, whether it's Siri or Google or Cortana or Alexa, it would give you that same analytics dashboard. And Microsoft Power BI was the first to bring that to market. And now that Power BI is under the same leadership of Dynamics 365 and the Power Platform and Power Apps and Microsoft Business Applications, that leader is James Phillips. And so we're starting to see even further integration of Power BI bringing value throughout all of that data estate within Microsoft Business Applications. 
and it's it's super powerful. And you know, imagine a, a salesperson just having a conversation with Cortana or Siri or the app, and to be able to say, "Show me my top ten deals closing next week," and to be able to to visually see that, you know, that natural language user interface is starting to become you know, more pervasive as a user interface throughout all of our lives. You know, we have, we have a couple of, you know, voice assistants in our house and we take advantage of them and, you know, bringing that into that daily cadence, you're starting to see that throughout all of Microsoft business applications. And it's, it's very powerful. If you record actual sales calls, both incoming and outgoing, you can have a call intelligence here as well in this part where you where or where Azure and this AI analyzes the recordings and tell you well how much is the the operators talking versus listening how fast are they responding after a customer is stopped talking and and all of this super interesting just by analyzing the calls yeah, that's correct. It's, you know, many call centers are, you know, recording those calls and they say they're doing it for quality purposes and for compliance, but the ability to understand what is the happiness, you know, the sentiment factor of a caller, you know, what's the language that they're using? What are the topics that they're bringing up? And to be able to transcribe that in real time, again, using Azure Cognitive Services, integrated within that business application of Dynamics 365, it is, it is a very powerful. Um, I think I mentioned the, the video that's on YouTube. Um, it's, it's awesome to see. And I think when we show that to customers of how we can help drive you know, better customer outcomes, taking that text analytics, that sentiment analysis, that real-time you know, streaming uh, transcription, right? There's not many organizations in the world that have those resources outside of Microsoft. And we're really empowering organizations through that, that awesome tool set. Yeah, let's add that video to the show notes so people can find it easily then. Yeah, certainly. I, I try to, you know, since we're in the, the business of demonstrating, I try to make sure that we have all of our videos available on aka.ms slash business applications YouTube. And we'll put that in the show notes, but all of the demonstration that myself and colleagues that, that we produce for customers, we make sure that we make them, you know, vanilla and get them out to our audiences because it's so challenging to, to showcase everything that we're capable of. And when customers see it, that's when, you know, they start to brainstorm, okay, how could I apply that to my business? And, you know, we try to, to share that through that aka.ms business applications YouTube. Happy to share. And, and again, you know, we're educators and we want to listen and we want to share and we want to help inform and, and drive those, you know, those I'm sorry, drive those outcomes so that you can make better business decisions. So data is like the road that AI drives on, right? So data and data quality is super important for AI to even work. How, how do you think and talk to customers about this topic? Yeah, it's critical. Um, the, the data estate and 
the ability to, to harness that data is key for making those decisions. And a lot of the customers that we speak with, they have data, you know, years worth of data, and they're trying to determine what is the accuracy, what's the validity, and what are the, the proper signals. And so getting your, your data estate is one of the first steps in harnessing AI for business. And through, you know, whether it's Microsoft SQL or if it's Azure or the ability for Microsoft to connect into, you know, various different data repositories, that's part of the advantage of leveraging Microsoft's AI. And if you look at Microsoft's Power Platform, there's over 230 connectors that can look and connect into those environments, right? So Microsoft understands that you have investments in SAP or Salesforce or Zendesk or, you know, Adobe, and we want to connect into that data and really look at that, that graph of information and create a computing fabric that can help analyze that and then layer on AI on top of it to help drive those outcomes. Right. Most enterprises, whether they've acquired other companies or have multiple different CRMs or have different solutions for customer, you know, uh, customer call center applications. Right. We know everything's not going to be in Dynamics 365. What we do know is that we want to be able to leverage that data regardless of, of where it is. So the connective fabric, but then also the open data initiative, as well as the common data model and the common data service are Microsoft's push in leadership into connecting that uh, through web-based services and leveraging things like Microsoft Flow to empower the, the citizen or the business analyst uh, developer to be able to connect that and to be able to start to add value. So that data estate and access to data is, you know, step one, but a lot of customers want to get started in, let's say, take advantage of that AI based in the applications that we have today. So Microsoft, again, has out of the box AI, but then we also have deep tailored solutions for leveraging that to customize based upon the enterprise needs. So it's, uh, it's many sizes for many different applications. The availability of AI for sales have been pretty limited this far. Um, how is this going forward? Is it US only and English only? It's a good question. Um, I would probably default or defer back to either the doc site or the, uh, you know, the leadership team for AI for sales. I checked the, the November, they have this, where's the availability for this? And then it was at least US, uh, USA only and English only. But um, where do I go if I want to know more then? I would say the, the docs page as well as microsoft.com slash AI, uh, as well as dynamics.microsoft.com has all of the, the product information and you know the availability for each region and i will be sure to add the ak.ms slash business application youtube to the show notes that will lead us to that and a lot of other you have some point drive where you have a, a bit of documentation uh, anything else that you want to say here before we wrap up this episode 
No, Marcus, it's it's been excellent. Um, thank you for the, the time to chat. And again, Microsoft has the world's greatest tool set to help our customers achieve more. And the more we collaborate with our customers, the, the greater an opportunity that we can help drive their business outcomes. So, you know, whether it's AI or the Power Platform and Power Apps, uh, Dynamics 365, Azure Cognitive Services, there's there's just so much that we can help with. And the more the more you learn about how other customers are leveraging those solutions, it really starts to open up ideas as to how to take advantage of that and achieve specific businesses. But Thank you. It's uh, it's great to catch up. I, I feel like you and I could talk for uh, you know another hour easily. So I hope we can do it again soon. Yeah, we just brushed through some of the content here, but thank you, Nick Fratella, for your participation in Serum Rocks. Thank you, Marcus. Great to be here. And thanks to you for listening. And don't forget that you can comment and subscribe. Just search for Serum Rocks, and you will find it right there. See you next time on Serum Rocks.